So uh, that was uh, Dr. Jim Sigafoos. Um, there were three chiropractors uh, that were totally amazing at DE before you guys uh, who may know DE ever even heard of. And they were, we would call them the three S's. So we had Dr. Sigafoos, Dr. Sid, and Dr. Santo. So I'm going to introduce you to those guys in that order. This week it's Dr. Sigafoos, next week it's Dr. Sid, we got to that was Dr. Santo. And um, those three chiropractors did more for changing my chiropractic life than any other chiropractors, with the exception of Dr. Webson, uh, who was also very instrumental, and I'll introduce to him too. Um, so it's part of my mission uh, this particular quarter for you guys, aside from making you the best pediatric adjusters I possibly can, is to introduce you to a lot of the people that have gone before us, um, and because you need to know these people, right? You may have heard of Sigafoos, right? Uh, you may have heard of Sid, you may have heard of Santo, you may have heard of Webster, but I want you to see them. I want you to hear them, uh, hear their words and feel their inspiration and their passion because these guys were amazing leaders and trailblazers and, uh, and you need to know them. So um, the first time I really heard Sigafoos was at um, the July 1993 DE that was very life-changing for me. Uh, I had been to DE before that. I went to Life University. You know, I graduated here in 89. So I've been to a few EDs before that, and I've heard Dr. Sid talk a zillion times because he did assembly. There was nobody else but Dr. Sid doing assembly back then. That was it. You know, you had once a week Dr. Sid assembly. Um, but I, I didn't really uh, fall in love with chiropractic the way I wanted to until I went to that July 1993 DE. And one of the things that he mentioned here was green books. <clears throat> and I remember um, Dr. Sigafu was talking about green books and... Uh, I, we had kind of gone over a little bit of Stevenson's uh, textbook, you know, and a little bit of supplication specific, which I know you guys have dabbled in a little bit here and there in some of your classes, but nothing ever really sunk in. But I, I distinctly remember Sigafoo saying, if you really want to be a chiropractor, you really got to read green books. And, and if you're not reading green books, then you're not really reading chiropractic. You're reading something else. That if you're reading other textbooks, which maybe you have to do for boards, or you're reading other books which might be fun or interesting, but if you're not reading the green books, you're really not getting the foundation. And I never thought about that before, and the power with digital, like, this was kind of right before he passed away, so he had lost a lot of the unbelievable power that he had uh, before, um, and he would be running around on the stage, and he'd be yelling at us, and it was just incredible just watching his theatrics. Um, so with the, the power that he talked about that, I, was, I said, okay, we gotta get a green book, and I remember driving from the Waverly down over by uh, the gallery, I drove to life and I bought my first green book um, and I bought The Bigness of the Fellow Within. And I started reading that book and I, and I started falling in love with chiropractic all over again. And I read that book and then I just started picking up more and more and more. I had the good fortune, uh, I had this idea, this crazy idea, a couple of days after that, my practice had just soared after that, it went crazy after that. We, <clears throat> I came back from that July DE and we had a, a, like a, a screening event and usually we'd end up with like maybe five or ten, you know, people every time we do a screen. We had 60 new patients, and each one of them brought in that family. It was like a hundred and something new patients after it all said and done. Completely changed my practice, all because of the the, the fire that DE lit, uh, you know, in me. There's a Dr. Sid and Sigafoos and Santo, and um, so I, I'm reading these green books, and I'm totally excited. And so I had this idea. I said. 
I want to get the original green books, not just the few that I could possibly pick up at Life you know, University Bookstore. Because remember back then, there was no internet, right? So right now, you can go on you know, Google and you can find them, if you can get them anywhere, right? It's pretty easy to get all the green books. Um, you can buy original green books easily. Just go on eBay or Google and you know, you'll find them. But back then, it was really, really, really super hard. So um, I found a, a, a contact at Palmer Chiropractic College. And I said, is it possible for you to get me a list of all the alumni that graduated from Palmer from 1960 and before? And somehow he was able to get me these guys' names and addresses. And I sent out a letter to all the alumni from 1960 and before that were still alive, because they listed who was alive and who was deceased. And there was only like 20 of them that were still around um, at that time. And I said, do you have any green books? Because I love green books and I want some original copies. So do you have any green books that I can you know, buy from you? And um, I got three answers. And all three of them gave me green books. I didn't, I didn't purchase anything. And I have, all, I have a full set of every single green book from the first one all the way to you know, the 39th one. Uh, all originals, all like the real green stuff. Some of them signed by B.J. Palmer himself. Like totally unexpected kind of stuff. And I devoured these books. I read them the way you guys you know, read Facebook. I was just <laughs> devouring these things. I could not believe the brilliance that was in these things and the, the beauty. And I'll tell you, just if you read any of these green books, especially a lot of the BJ, because the green books aren't only BJ. There's some other authors, uh, too, some of his other favorite uh, teachers. But um, if you read some of BJ, some of his stuff was kind of superfluous. He talks about art. And he'll talk about his travels. You know, he kind of wanders around a bit. But the stuff that is amazing is like gold, you know? It is totally unbelievable stuff. Uh, and the stuff that like, I read to you, remember when you guys were in 10th quarter? That's where all, I first all found that, was that July 1993 DE, and I started sifting through green books after that. So all these pieces were stuff that I originally read back in 93 and 94 and 95, my early formative uh, you know, years in chiropractic. And um, it just reminds me, and something he just, uh, Dr. Sigmund said, remind me, like, the power of chiropractic to change people's lives is totally amazing. And you know, I am a pediatric chiropractor uh, by heart, but, but I take care of everybody. And uh, just as an interesting side note of, of what happened, uh, because of these green books, is um, we had, uh, about five years ago, I had um, a, a boy come into the office who uh, was uh, labeled ADHD. And uh, the parents did not want him on Ritalin. And he was uh, going into his teenagehood. He was like maybe 12-ish, maybe 13 or so. Uh, middle school, God bless you. And he didn't want to get, uh, they didn't want him on drugs. So uh, he started. Uh, and then as what usually happens, you know, in my report of findings, I sit down with him. I'm like, you all should get under care. Right? This isn't just about him. You should all. So they brought his little brother and the older sister and the dad also started under care. So I had pretty much the whole family, you know, under care. And... Um, and the mom, too. So the whole family is now under care. So instead of one, right, chiropractic math is very different. You have to understand that, right? Uh, chiropractic math is not the same as regular math. Regular math is one plus one equals what? Two. Two. But what is chiropractic math? One plus one equals like 10, 12, 15, 20, right? Who knows? Like, I have one patient, one particular uh, woman who's in my practice who's probably referred 100 people to my office. Right, so you can't say one plus one. She's equal to hundred, right? So anyway, so this this one kid now turned into the whole family getting adjusted. And um, but the interesting thing is, I uh, was taking care of this this one family, and uh, you know I do X-rays on the adults, 
and I took an x-ray of the, the husband, and I, his neck looked really weird. Like, I was looking at the x-ray, with some of the interns were all looking at this, and they're like, I don't like how this looks. Something looks weird. I'm getting a feeling about this. I don't like what I'm seeing here. This doesn't look right. There's something going on with his neck. Um, uh, so we send him out. We say, you know what, before, and what I usually, this is what I usually do. I, I'll look at, you know, I'll, someone come and report upon us and say, this is what we're finding over here. I don't like what we're seeing, and I think we need to have you uh, checked out by someone. And his, his, his cervical vertebra looked like mushed together. That I was like, I, I could not even explain what this was. So um, they sent, we sent them out. I said, before he gets started getting adjusted, I'm going to send you out and let's, let's see what, what you know, they say. So unfortunately, it turned out he had cancer, um, which was totally shocking to the whole family. This is five years ago. No idea. No, nobody had any clue that he had any kind of illness whatsoever. So he did the whole chemotherapy route and blah, blah, blah. And, and luckily, the, uh, the, the cancer was kind of contained, and he actually kept on going, and, and he was rendered, you know, uh, in remission. And it was amazing, and I kept on adjusting him, adjusting him. I wouldn't adjust that particular area, but we kept on adjusting him, adjusting him, and stuff. And unfortunately, uh, about um, two months or so ago, the cancer finally overtook him, and he passed away. But this is what the mom said to me just a few days ago. She said, you know, I want to thank you for you taking care of my husband because uh, you gave him like probably four or five extra years that he wouldn't have had, right? And it's because of you, right? Because he goes to doctors all the time, he's always getting checkups and stuff, and somehow they miss this, and you found it. You know, and you're a chiropractor, and you found this. And, and I really appreciate that. And then his daughter, who I started seeing as a teenager, and now she's got a job, you know, in her you know, early, mid-20s, you know, went through school and all that kind of stuff. I, I watched her through this whole stage. She calls me up and says the same thing. I just want to say thank you so much because you gave my dad five more years with me that I wouldn't have had. And I really super-duper appreciate that. And I wish he could still be here now, but he isn't, but that's okay because you helped, you know, give us five more years with my father. And what a gift, right? Just like Sigafoo said, you know, he, he adjusted this, this child and the child was able to wake up, you know, for a little while before, you know, she graduated. It's the same thing. Like, we have that ability to do stuff that nobody else does, right? You know, and we also have that ability in our diagnosis to see stuff that isn't right and refer, but still co-manage, right? So it wasn't like, I'm never going to see this person again, because and that's the beautiful thing, like, about especially being an activated chiropractor or an instrument-based chiropractor, is you don't have to have the person lie down, right? He couldn't lie down for quite a while because of all the surgeries and the chemo or whatever and the shunts and stuff like that they had to put in the tubes. You know, so I was adjusting him sitting up. I was adjusting him lying on his side. I didn't care how I adjusted him. You know, because he's like, I guess I can't get adjusted. I'm like, no, you can get adjusted. I'll, we'll figure it out some way, right? And that's what Sigafoo's taught us, is it doesn't matter. Like he was saying, you, you went in there and it's got all the tubes and whatever, and you just went in there and pushed the tubes aside and adjusted the kid. You, you adjust no matter what. Don't be limited by, I have to, it has to be on a bench, right? right? That, okay, that's ideal. But if you can't get them to lie down, who the hell cares, right? So when I adjust kids, I don't care where I adjust them. Some kid wants to get adjusted sitting by the Lego table, I'll adjust them sitting by the Lego table. Some kid wants to go in the back, my back office, we'll go in the back office. You want to go in the exam room, we'll go in the exam room. You want to stay in the car, I'll adjust you in the car. I don't care where you are, I'll adjust you wherever you got to get adjusted. It doesn't make a difference to me, right? The whole idea is I got to get my hands on them, you know? I got to get my hands, that's what matters, right? And that's what the Green Book's taught us. 
right? And that's what Sigaboos, you know, taught us, is that, is that you've got to study this stuff. Like, if you're not reading green books, if you're not listening to Sigaboos and Sid and Santo and all these CDs and all these MP3s and YouTube stuff that you can get, if you're not listening to podcasts like Sig Talks, his, his son uh, last year started Sig Talks podcast, which is fabulous, and, you know, talking about uh, philosophy and chiropractic and stuff, is totally, Dr. Carrie Sigaboos, Totally amazing stuff. My podcast. If you're not listening to all these podcasts and you're not feeding yourself with chiropractic, then what are you? Then how are you going to spit it out? Right? I, I know you can spit out stuff for OSCEs. I know you can spit out stuff for national boards. That's great. Right? You need to do that to pass, and I get that. Right? But you're, what you really got to do is you really got to practice spitting out chiropractic. Because if you can't say, if you can't talk the tick, right? As a if you can't talk the tick, then how are you going to get your patients in? How are you going to get them to understand, right? And it's, this isn't about selling either, right? One thing you'll know about me, I don't sell anything, right? I don't have to sell chiropractic. I don't have to sell care plans. I don't resell. I hear, what, I hear recommit for reason. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. In, in my opinion, C.J. Mertz, another great chiropractor, C.J. Mertz said, they're in till they're out, right? So if they're in your presence, they're sold. What do you got? If you're talking to them in your office, they're sold. They're already there. There's no sales tactic that needs to be done. You don't have to figure out three different ways to close them, all this kind of stuff. You just tell them a story. That's how easy it is. You tell them a story. You know, this guy had cancer. He said, but I still want to get adjusted. He'd never been adjusted before, but he got it, right? And I didn't adjust him because I said, I'm going to cure your cancer. I'm going to make the cancer go away. What did I tell him? I said, get adjusted. It's going to make your body stronger, right? You'll be able to deal with the chemotherapy better, the surgery's better, the radiation better, right? We have another lady right now who's dealing with cancer. Actually, two who are dealing with cancer. They're getting adjusted, still seated instead of lying down because they get it. Right? They get it. We've got little babies, neuroblastoma, kids with neuroblastoma, and they're getting adjusted. They, and they're not getting adjusted. They get rid of their neuroblastoma. They're getting adjusted because we're trying to improve the strength of their bodies to make their body as strong as possible. Right? That's the point of what we do. Right? But that's why you've got to do the work. Right? And I get you got to study for boards, and I know you got to do the, the board reviews, and I know you got all these other things you got to read, and all these ridiculous reports, and blah, blah, blah. And you got all this stuff, right? But can I tell you something? When you graduate here, you'll have other stuff, right? And when you're in practice, you'll have other stuff. And when you have kids, if you don't have kids already, you'll have other stuff. There's always going to be stuff to take up your time. I promise you, the stuff will never go away. It'll just change its name and its function, but you'll always have some other thing to do and some other commitment to make. I'm telling you it's time to wake up early in the morning and start reading green books. Right? If, you, if, if your wake-up routine in the morning is like, when do I have to get to the office for peak? I've got to get there by 9. All right, I'm up at 8 o'clock. That's insufficient. Right? My wife and I, since that July DE, up at 5 in the morning every single morning reading green books, studying other, other things, working out, preparing our meals. We are, we are preparing ourselves for the day, right? And reading green books or reading some, if you want to read the Bible, whatever, reading something spiritual, something connecting, something that's going to give something back to you. That's what you want to be reading. That's how you want to prepare. You want to sharpen the saw, right? Like we talked about in the first lab, sharpen the saw. What are you doing to prepare yourself for the day? Waking up, uh, John O'Leary, He's a great author, also uh, just been still reading some of his books on fire. John O'Leary talks about, he says, getting up out of bed isn't waking up. I love that. 
You know, getting up out of bed isn't waking up. Right? Getting up out of bed is just a physical motion. You can go through the motion like a zombie all day long, but are you really awake? Are you really living? Are you really alive? Right? And if you're a chiropractor, part of that livingness means studying the tip. Right now, especially right now, you guys, some of you guys are so close to graduation, are so close to coming into peak. Are you ready to spit that stuff out? When, so when someone asks you a question, you can answer it. Right? If you don't feel confident in someone answering you, asking you any kind of question, then it's best to start studying. And go to the masters before us. Right? The people like Santo and Sigapus and Sid, and read their books. You know, and listen to their tapes. And get, I, I have dozens and dozens of CDs and MP3s and books by these guys that I am constantly looking at and rereading and re-listening to because you need to you need to sharpen the saw to get yourself prepared for this kind of stuff, right? Because this is what chiropractic is about, right? Chiropractic is about changing lives. It's not just about bullying in scantrons and passing a test, right? Passing a test will help you become a chiropractor, but it won't help you be a chiropractor. You get the difference, right? You got to take the steps to become a chiropractor, but what are you going to do to be a chiropractor? It's not just doing, right? Your be, do, have, right? You've got to be something first, right? And you already decided to be a chiropractor, but now you need to start to really practice to be that chiropractor. And doing isn't enough. You're just going through the motions and, and getting your diploma. That's not enough, right? It's a hell of a good step, but it's not enough. So I've seen a whole big bunch of you call me up and emailing me a year or two after graduation complaining about how hard it is and how they're failing in practice. And this one guy from a couple years ago just emailed me last quarter. He said, I'm getting out of practice. And I, I don't know what I did wrong, and, but I, I want to see if I can talk to you and, and I'll, I want to try again. I must have done something wrong. And the first thing I said to him was, did you do anything like we talked about? Because I, I talked to him before I graduated. Did you get into green books? Did you listen to podcasts? Did you study this kind of stuff? No, no, no. I'm like, well, right? If, if, if you don't prepare, right? If, if you don't work out, then don't run the marathon, right? Don't. Don't even bother. Don't show up. Because you're not ready, right? You're not ready. If you haven't trained to learn to, there's a certain way to train to get into a marathon, then don't even start because you're just going to hurt yourself, right? And it's the same thing. You guys are ready. You guys are on the cusp. But are you really training? Are you really training? If you haven't really taken that seriously, I'm suggesting for the rest of the quarter you do.